Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend slash my co-host, Devin. And today, we're going to be sharing our thoughts and insights on the new horror film, Infinity Pool. Man, I wish I had one of those. That'd be so nice to have. Like, I want to go, like, experience an infinity pool and just is infinity pool just the one that like drops off and then water just keeps flowing yeah yeah that's that's a good way to like you know build some some vertigo (laughs) yeah but before we begin today's episode you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet that includes apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, and more And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at Film Optics. That is optics with an X, or you can email us at filmoptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. Devin, if we made it to the end of another week, how was your week, and what have you been watching? What have I been watching? That's a good question. I kind of just... Took a break after got caught up on Abbott Elementary. I've been playing some games. It's been what I've shifted focus to. Some, yeah. Some hi-fi rush. So oh, it's pretty boy. fun. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it looked like that game came out of nowhere. Like that game, it, it came up and I was like, oh, what's this? And then the first thing I hear is Chai. And I was like, okay, that's a really weird name for a video game protagonist. But it is what it is. It's a much welcome change. I'd rather have a stealth drop of a game than a game announced and then it's not out four years later. Yeah, yeah. Fable, Avowed, Hellblade 2, a lot of games on on the Xbox side we're still waiting on, and Starfield. But I don't know. I feel like that's just the gaming industry. Because PlayStation has done that, but the difference is those games are out now. (laughs) Like Spider-Man, PS4, God of War, like... They showed them at every single E3 for like three years in a row. I also beat um, Plague Tale Requiem. I wanted to shout that out. Another another great one. Crazy ending. You think they're going to make a third? I got to I gotta play it. I, I hope they do. I mean, it just seems like they got more budget for this one. They were able to expand the world. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely looks better than the first. I remember playing through the first. I played through a little bit of the second. I need to go back and finish that. But yeah, uh, for me for watching honestly yeah i've been re-watching um uh the legend of vox machina which is on a prime video which is really really good um i've been covering that with mike over at the chatter after daily on their their youtube channel which has been a lot of fun but i haven't watched anything like new new outside of obviously like the last of us or infinity pool which we're covering here today but I keep saying I'm going to start White Lotus, and I need to, and I think this weekend is the weekend to do it. This movie actually reminded me of White Lotus, just the whole resort setup. See, I have no clue what White Lotus is about, really, so I'm very interested to see. The White Lotus is the name of a resort. Okay, okay. I got you. I got you. Yeah. So I'm I'm very interested to start that. It's only two seasons, and I think the first season's only like six episodes, and the second one's only like seven. So I can definitely breeze through probably just like a season this weekend and then go through the second season throughout the week. So yeah, nothing too crazy on my side. 
um, outside of that. And yeah, I'll be Steam Deck verified soon. So I'm very excited about that as well. But welcome to the future of console <laughs> gaming. Uh, at PC gaming. <laughs> but in console form. In console form. Yeah. Yeah. You see, people keep saying that it's like a Nintendo Switch Pro. I personally feel like it is a spiritual successor to the PlayStation Portable instead, because that was like a really awesome console that never really got like the praise that it deserved. And now I feel like it's coming back. Obviously, you know, you, you know, with a little finagling, you can play some Switch games on your uh, on your Steam Deck and in other uh, retro consoles. But yeah, it's uh, it might be a nice little hybrid altogether. So with all that chitter chatter out of the way about video games, we're going to give you what you came here to listen to, which is our thoughts about Infinity Pool. So we'll be right back after this introduction to our Infinity Pool review. I don't understand why we're doing this. We barely know these people. It's one day to mix things up a bit. You're just happy you found your fan club. I've been waiting six years for your second book. Is it coming out soon? I'm working on it. What do you do for money then? You married rich. (laughs) (laughs) I actually came here looking for inspiration. Mr. James Foster, you'll have to come with us. Here, the punishment for any crime committed is death. What? What did you say? And we are back. You just heard a little snippet of the horror movie Infinity Pool, which is written and directed by Brandon Cronenberg. Ooh, I like that. I like that last name. Cronenberg. I like that. It's it's very... Yeah, he, has a, he has a very famous director dad as well. David Cronenberg. I believe he's most known for The Fly. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. Classic uh, Goldblum. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. Jeff Goldblum. Oh, man. Whatever happened to the world according to Jeff Goldblum? Is that still on Disney Plus? Are they still making I don't know. Like- I didn't. I never caught up. Yeah, I think we went to like first two seasons and then I feel like we fell off. But I feel like around that time is when Disney Plus started to like get other original content. Because at that time, it was just like Mandalorian and, you know, the world according to Jeff Goldblum and a few other small things. And Noel, who can forget about that movie? <laughs> I already did. Oh, boy. But the stars of Infinity Pool include Alexander Skarsgård, Mia Goth, and Cleopatra Coleman. And the synopsis is as follows. James and Emma Foster are enjoying an all-inclusive beach vacation in the fictional island of Latolka when a fatal accident exposes excuse me, the resort's preserved subculture of hedonistic tourism reckless violence and surreal horrors that's that's a i feel like that's a mouthful of a of a synopsis but i feel like it sets the tone hedonistic tourism sounds very ominous i'm i'm very glad this synopsis mentions fictional island because i was very curious when i was watching i was like where the hell is this i'm glad they mentioned it's fictional it's good to know 
Yeah, definitely. Very, 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 very good to know. I feel like a lot of movies nowadays don't express number one. I feel like a lot of movies today don't really express where their film and or uh, show is being located. And I'm really glad that they uh, went, went the extra mile here. Good, good job. Uh, <laughs> good job. IMDb. <laughs> nice little uh, pat, pat on the back there, but we're about to get into our initial reactions here. So if you're new here to the show, welcome. We usually get into our initial reactions, which is our non-spoiler review first. Then we'll get into our spoilers hit up a few trivia facts along the way, then we'll give our final thoughts and then our ratings, and then we will close out the episode. So I'm going to pass it over to Devin so he can give his initial reactions to Infinity Pool. Yeah, definitely um, definitely a lot to think about with this one. I went into this one completely blind, which is kind of rare for horror movies for me because I usually I see the trailer and I read up on it a little bit. But I remember seeing one trailer for this. It was before... What have been before like Halloween or something like that, but it was it was definitely before a movie, and I was interested just because it's Mia Goth and Alexander Skarsgård, so you got the star power there. Um, but when I completely blind, not knowing anything about the plot, and I, I'm glad I did because it's pretty wild, and there's just a lot going on here, a lot of shocking moments. There's a lot of blood and guts and gore, and definitely a very interesting concept for a story. I'm not sure if they completely like dove in as far as they could with the, the story premise. I don't know if they completely delivered at the end, but I'm very intrigued by the by the premise, and it was definitely entertaining throughout. Having had me on my edge of my seat for a couple of scenes here and there. Uh, Mia Goth is a star, obviously. I would not be surprised if this was like a stealth Maxine movie that nobody knew about where <laughs> she's, she's British now and it's the future and she just kind of teleported there. But yeah, um, definitely a lot to like, a lot to think about, a lot of underlying themes and concepts for this movie. And I'm, I'm glad I saw it. It's definitely a lot to digest. You make some really good points there because as far as my initial reactions go, uh, much like Devin, I too went into this movie blind. I think I saw the trailer maybe once or twice, but I'll say even with the trailer in and of itself, it doesn't give anything away. I had no clue what was going on. And I thought this movie was going to go in a completely different way. Like I had no clue as to what this movie was about. I just knew that they were on vacation and things just go sideways. But before I get into my uh, further initial reactions, I will say if you have a history of epilepsies or seizures, uh, do not go see this movie. There are a lot of uh, flashy, blinky scenes that will easily set anyone off. And they actually um, put a huge disclaimer in the beginning of the movie before it even starts, uh, because it's 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 crazy. I can definitely see how. Yeah, like Usually movies don't do that, but I think for Spider-Verse, they might have had to do that as well. And there was another movie. No, there was a video game. I think it was one of the Ratchet and Clank games where on the PlayStation 3, they had a big disclaimer that said, if you had a history of epilepsy or seizures, um, you know, be wary, you know, because there's a lot of like flashy moments. But going back to my initial reactions, um, I do agree with Devin. Like it, it is a wild ride. Uh, Mia Goth is like he said, she, she's a star. 
Um, you know, we've been a fan of hers for a while. Of course, Alexander Skarsgård uh, brings his A game. Quite the ride for him as a character. Within the first 30 minutes, there's, there's, a, there's a lot that comes out of him. That's all I'll say. There is. And, and I'll say that when it comes to the pacing, it pretty much, I mean, maybe like the first 10, 15 minutes, it's a little slow. But, you know, like, I think this is an original horror um, idea, I think. But when it comes to the story, I do agree, Devin. I wish they would have went a little bit deeper because the premise is very intriguing. And we'll talk about it more when we get into spoilers, but... It is a very intriguing premise and it's like this super crazy, like vacation heist esque movie that you like Devin said, it also keeps you on your toes. There's a few little jump scares here, there, but um, this movie is wild, um, completely wild. And I, the more that we talk about it, the more I like it. I don't know if I would watch it again, Again in theaters, but I would definitely watch it with other people who haven't seen it. I thought it was, it's like this weird, like fever dream, like this euphoric fever dream that yeah, seems described as an acid trip, fever dream, like just any of those kind of feelings. Yeah, it's this weird, like mind twisted, mind bending, like. I can't even explain it. Like it's, it is just, it's out there, but I love how experimental it is. And we don't get that with a lot of movies, let alone horror movies. You know, when it comes to jump scares, uh, what did uh, Mike Flanagan say in the midnight club where they're kind of talking around, um, talking around the campfire. One of the characters said that, Oh, that jump scares aren't scary. They're startling. Like you're startled because you didn't expect that to happen. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's scary, but sometimes jump scares do work, but yeah, it was a wild, wild time, but that's it for my initial reactions. Cause I do want us to get into the spoilers. So Devin, are you ready to dive into our spoiler section? I don't know if the world's ready for, for these crazy scenes, <laughs> crazy scenes, crazy dialogue, crazy actions that happen. So yeah, I, it's it's time to dig into spoilers. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is your first spoiler warning for Infinity Pool again. That is your second spoiler warning for Infinity Pool. So, if you haven't seen the movie, and if you're a big horror fan or like a huge psychological thriller horror fan, because there's a lot of that in here as well, definitely go watch this movie. Don't even watch the trailer. Just know that Alexander Skarsgård and Mia Goth are fantastic in this movie, and you should go see it based off our recommendation. <laughs> but so let's get into spoilers here. So I, I honestly don't even know where to begin, but I guess let's start at the beginning. You know, when it comes to you know this this couple, James and M, they're they're on this all inclusive beach vacation. They meet these two other, th this other couple that seemingly is, <laughs> you know, just there for, you know, fun. And then like all hell breaks loose 30 minutes in, you, you get a, a nice little hit and run DUI action going on. And then I guess the whole premise is, and correct me if I'm wrong, Devin, Devin is 
they make a copy of you. Yeah, they called it a double. Right. So if you commit a crime in uh, Tolka, I guess you have two options, whether to die yourself or their government will create a double of you. And I think it's depending on how much money you have, basically. Oh, okay. So that makes more sense. Okay. I think things are starting to, I'm starting to connect the dots a little bit. Yeah. That's kind of the underlying theme with this one that I was picking up on was just kind of a a story about uh, wealth, class, and like privilege, just everything that you can get away with when you have the money repeatedly, no consequences. You can do whatever you want. A commentary on that. We do see, you know, uh, James, who is played by Alexander Skarsgård, you know, him and his wife. I believe his wife was played by Cleopatra uh, Coleman. So we don't get a lot of her in the movie, but she is there. Great, great opening shot for her. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, is that Mia Goth? Whoa, she got she got some gains. But no, different, different person. Yeah, yeah. I I thought for yeah, I thought it. I thought it was Mia Goth as well for for a second. But I mean, this this movie when when it comes to you know, I guess the twists or just the doubles that does make sense because you see throughout the movie, James does this hit and run on this guy. They're they're outside of the the border, the confines of of the. Essentially, they have left the QZ. They have left the quarantine zone <laughs> when it comes to the all-inclusive beach vacation in Latolka. And, you know, the locals are a bit, you know, rough with tourists and, you know, the whole hit and run thing happens. But you start, there is a bit of a backstory there because you have James played by Alexander Skarsgård, who's a writer and his wife, M, who is the wealthy one. So I guess you could say James married into money. And then you have Mia Goth's character who plays this huge, you know, it's this big elaborate ruse. I, I loved her her job title. It was like, it had something to do with fail. It was like, she was an actress. It was like controlled fail or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, like whenever you see an infomercial, there's always people that can't do anything right and they're just fumbling everything <laughs> around. Like, that's what she is. <laughs> Like, they can't pour a drink. They can't <laughs> eat popcorn. They're just always fumbling everything. There's just got to be a better way. <laughs> and then she showed it at the dinner table. That was pretty funny. Yeah. It, it's. I was like, okay, so she's like a ditz actor almost. But yeah, like a fail safe or failing something actor. I can't remember the exact term. But the whole thing, even before the hit and run... It's yeah. There's a there's a bit of a sneak attack on the beach. Mia Goth's character kind of comes up behind Skarsgård and uh, relieves relieves him, gives him a bit of a wink, and we're just but he just lets it happen, and it's like wow. And then it just escalates from there. Like that is the like they they kind of ex- I mean they explain it later on. You know it was supposed to be for you know. He, uh, James was a writer. He was having writer's block. He wrote one book that wasn't all that good. And, you know, he was trying to, you know, get, get the Jesus flowing in, I guess. <laughs> there was a lot flowing. But he just lets it happen. Just literally just lets it happen. And she just walks away. Doesn't say anything. And I was like, oh, this is that kind of movie. I'm like, okay. I'm like, you know what? 
I'm on board. I want to see how weird and crazy and wild. It's a yeah, it's a very good setup. Like like it's um it's a pretty common setup. Obviously, you get a couple on a vacation and they run into a different couple and then yeah, craziness ensues. But then where it goes from there is when it when the story really becomes interesting because you get this concept of a double where the whatever government this is for whatever reason if you commit a crime if you kill someone the next of kin of that family has to kill you in order to keep their familial pride or whatever going on in this culture so you have a a choice of either having yourself killed not ideal or you create a (laughs) double of yourself because they have this technology apparently where they can just create clones and they get everything that's in your mind and they apparently they think they are innocent and they get your consciousness and everything. And then you watch them get killed, which is in- insane to think about watching yourself get murdered. Supposedly, supposedly. Yeah. Cause there's no way of knowing at any point in, in the story, if you were switched with that double, you could have yeah. easily been switched. It's, it's a, it's a real mind mind F when you're just thinking about the consequences yeah. throughout. Cause you never know if, you are the double. If there are other doubles, obviously at one point in the story, there are multiple doubles, which is very interesting. <laughs> and it's, it's like they can kind of just make them at well without you even being there. Yeah. Yeah. Without even being there. And like you said, Devin, it is kind of like the, the privilege of being wealthy. You, you where can make as many mistakes as you want and then you just get away with it because you have the means yeah, I mean, James is going on these heists with Mia Goth's character. I'm sorry, I'm blanking on Mia Goth's character's name. Gabby. Gabby. G-A-B-I. So, yeah, you have James and Gabby and the rest of the, I guess you can call them the, the double Yeah, we crew. also got to mention, we got to mention these masks because the design of these masks is insane. It kind of reminded me of the first... Um, Purge? The first Purge movie, those masks, but like to the extreme, like level a thousand of that of that mask, and there's like six different ones, and they all look distinct and weird in their own ways. It's just hard to look at when they're on the screen because they're just so weird. Yeah, the, the one of the first ones that we were introduced to, it kind of just it just you know it changes can't like changes to the next scene, and it's just like there, and you're like whoa, like. It's like, okay, like it looks very real. It's like, is that supposed to be skin? I don't really know. Like, how are these masks created? We didn't really get that much into um, the story there. But um, as for trivia here, we actually only have two little trivia spots here uh, for this movie. So this movie was originally uh, rated for NC-17 for some graphic violence and sexual content, but it was re-edited for a rated R rating um, on an appeal. And it's also rumored that Robert Pattinson was offered the role, but he passed it up. <laughs> there, there was quite the orgy scene in here. Yeah. I I don't was, know what I was looking at, what I saw. There's lots of body parts and things that you don't expect. <laughs> A lot of nooks and crannies kind of just... yeah interlocking and interchanging with each other. And that honestly reminded me of euphoria for some reason. It just had that, like that soft fever dream, like glow type of thing where they all start hallucinating. And I I wish, you know, we could go on and on about this, but it's, there's so much in this movie. There's so much movie in this movie. 
only go see this movie if A, you don't have a history of epilepsies or seizures, and B, if you're able to stomach like violence and like gore. Not like saw gore, but like well, I'd say maybe like a step two or up from like Scream or Halloween. Because they do show a lot, but there's a lot they don't show. But there's one scene where you're like, okay, what's going on? <laughs> Only one? Only one? No. Actually, it was more than one. It, it, it was... I don't know what I watched, but like... I, I will say there were there were kind of three distinct scenes where it was like very experimental and, the, and there's just a lot going on on the screen. And that's where the fever dream acid trip part comes in. I feel like there was probably one too many of those. Like the third one, I was like... Really, we're getting another one of these. Like the first two were, but it was freaking. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I I know what you mean. It's it's kind of like okay, let's have like maybe two, three might be pushing it, but it's like they didn't really explain too much of what was going on. Like we know why they were hallucinating. It was a drug or I guess a, a loophole for a drug saying, Oh, I think uh, Gabby was saying that drugs were like illegal on the Island, but this was more for like religious purposes, but obviously they got like super high and just like wasted off of it. And then yeah, they don't, they don't have to worry about legality when they are just filthy rich. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is true. See, I might've uh, didn't catch that part. Um, all together, but now mentioning that they were all rich. Yeah. And of course, James, you know, just using his wife's money M. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see too much of her. She kind of just bounces, uh, le- leaves the entire island. Very, very smart of her. Very, very smart of her, I might add. Yes. Cause I mean, even on that island now, thinking about it, it's like, okay, who was, who was in on it the entire time? And it just, y- you never know. The crazy people you meet on vacation. Am I right? But, uh, Devin, was there anything else you wanted to mention before we get into our final thoughts and our ratings? I think we got it all. We got some interesting Mia Goth Britishness in this one. It's is a change of pace from her normal country style. <laughs> I know it's so you were you were mentioning that you're not used to hearing Mia Goth's uh, natural voice. Her real voice is just very high pitched, crazy. It's like a cartoon. It's like distinct, and it's like you know, if if she's speaking in the crowd, you could you could point her out. You could definitely point her out. And also, um, Mia Goth and Alexander Skarsgård did a interview with a guy named Jake Hamilton on Twitter. He's at Jake Takes, and he was interviewing both of them. And she kind of went on the fact that I guess she was asked asked a question about you know about horror genre always being ignored and or pretty much overlooked by the Academy, a.k.a. the Oscars. And she goes on to say some pretty interesting stuff. I'll link the full interview and the episode notes down below so people can take a look at that. But um, she says some pretty interesting stuff, and um, I got to agree with her. You know, it's just, you know, there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen, as she likes to say. And, you know, things, things should definitely change because we are starting to get more original horror ideas and it feels as if out of any genre out there that the horror genre is producing the most original content or one of the most original um, content or stories or film TV, 
however you may say it, uh, mainly for film um, out there. So and the, the genre is, is, is coming back up. So uh, with all that said, let's actually just get into our final thoughts and ratings. Cause I'll be here all night just talking about it. But again, I'll link the full review to Jake Hamilton's uh, review with Mia Golf and Alexander Skarsgård in the episode notes down below. So Devin, what are your final thoughts and your ratings on infinity pool? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely glad uh, we saw this in a the theater. Definitely a, an interesting experience. I think this was a neon movie. They're definitely yes. usually out there and uh, usually on the edgier side. And that de- this definitely follows that. Um, I do think I think the concept of the story was very fascinating. Like just the idea, and I love how nonchalant everyone was. They're just like, "Yeah, this is how our, how our country works. You just got to deal with it. Mm. You either die or we make a double of you. No big <laughs> deal. It's normal." <laughs> No U.S. Embassy here. <laughs> and then and then on their way home, they're just talking about normal life. Like, they didn't just go on a strange, crazy murdering spree. Oh, yeah. It was like the switch had just turned off. It was the weirdest yeah. thing ever. But, yeah, I think the ending didn't completely land for me. I think they could have explored it, the concept, a little more towards the mm-hmm. end. And, like, dove a little deeper into the concept. But other than that, um, definitely an enjoyable ride. I... I think for a score, I'd go with like a 78. Mm-hmm. I, had to, I had to have eight in there because that's like an infinity symbol. It feels oh, good yeah. this movie. Nice, nice, nice. I like, well, now, see, now, now the pressure's on me. No pressure. No pressure. You see, I could give it a double infinity and go 88, but I'm going to drop it down to like, I could. I'm, I'm going to drop it down to like an 80 out of 100 because I really enjoyed it. I, I really, really did. Um, it, it is just one of those wild out there movies, like we've said before, a very big euphoric fever dream, psychedelic experience for sure. Um, again, if you have history of epilepsy or seizures, do not go see this movie. Just want to let you guys know that. But if you are a fan of Mia Goth, go see this movie immediately. <laughs> exactly. Maybe they, they, they can make a non-epilepsy version. They can just... Cut to black and then like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm wondering what they had to cut to get this movie's rating down. Because like they kept a lot in here. Like what was cut out? I need to know. I need the 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 X cut. (laughs) The X cut. The X factor. (laughs) Maybe they talk more about it in the interview that Jake Hamilton did. So I don't know. We'll have to check that out. But yeah, so those are our scores for our review. We have a 78 from Devin and an 80 out of 100 for myself. Too bad it couldn't be couldn't get to that 88. It really would have been I, perfect. Yeah, I mean it's it pretty much for the same reasons that you said. It you know, w- with neon movies, they're not all necessarily like blockbusters, but they're not necessarily indies. They're kind of like double A films, almost like double A video games. Like they're that in-between stage. But yeah, the ending kind of just it, it was very abrupt and I wish they would have delved deeper into like the mass. Funnily enough, it's kind of like an A twenty four ending. It, oh yeah, yeah. Neon and and A twenty four very um well for most from I would say more so A twenty four because Parasite was very, very good. Um <laughs> with with that ending. But yeah, they're they're kind of the, the two that, that usually do that. Uh, depending on the movie, but yeah, overall, um, I, I wanted to go deeper into like the doubles and like, you know, what, what, what's going on there and whatnot. But yeah, that concept is fascinating. 
Yeah, a, an, an amazing uh, concept, and I hope we just get more. I believe this is an original uh, film, like an original idea. So just keep them coming. It's so experimental, and that, that's what I really love about it so far. But that is a wrap on today's episode. And if you like what you heard on today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform of choice and make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at film optics. That is optics with an X to stay in the know. And as always make sure to share an episode of our podcast with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, or your significant other, make sure to share an episode of the film optics podcast with a movie lover in need. And really quick, let's take a peek at what's coming up next on the show. So what is out right now, we have our The Last of Us episode one and two review that you can check out on the podcast that Mr. Mike Thomas came to join us with. And you can also check out our That 90 Show spoiler-free review. And you can check out our missing review that me and Devin did last week. That was a lot of fun, and I thought it was fantastic, definitely. I think my mom's seeing it this weekend, actually. But what's on deck for the podcast coming up we're going to be covering the last of us episode three we're going to be covering that on a weekly basis and we're also going to be covering velma as soon as that series ends on hbo max and you can also uh look forward to our knock at the cabin review another like horror like there, there's a lot there's been a lot of horror like or you know thriller stuff going on right now i mean we, we watched sick we didn't review it, but we watched it. Uh, we had Knock at the Cabin. We had Megan, Missing, Infinity Pool. Just keep them coming. We got Scream coming up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Very excited for all that. January curse is completely over. Just like the video game curse. Just it's done. <laughs> it's done. It's 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 done for sure. But thank you all for listening. And remember, if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. I'm Christian, and that was Devin signing off. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.